Thrivership podcast. These sessions are filled with inspiration and real life tips for living a life that enables you to be your best, that is to be thriving. I talk about strategies for getting you from where you are now to where you want to be, whether that's in your personal or professional life. And often I'll be talking about a combination of the two. Thriving is about balance in your whole life. I'll also be sharing my own experiences as we go on this journey together. I'm Caroline Smith. I am a professional life and executive coach based in the southeast of England, who is dedicated to helping people become the best versions of themselves according to their own values. For more information on the podcast and notes from this and every episode, as well as lots of free coaching resources, you can check out my website at www.thrivership.coach. Before we start with today's episode, I just want to say that while this podcast is filled with inspiration and exploration of topics related to how we think, coaching as a process is focused on where we are today and how we can make shifts in our thinking that help us to thrive today and in the future. Coaching is not the same as and is not a substitute for counselling or psychotherapy. I am so pleased that you are joining me on this journey to thrivership. Let's begin. Um, Today I'm talking about procrastination, meaning the action that we engage in or the actions that we don't engage in when we're delaying something or putting it off. Um, And this seems like it might be without a strong enough reason as to why we are delaying. Obviously there are times in our life when things don't go quite to plan, but here we're talking about identifying procrastinating behaviours as those which occur when something gets delayed or postponed for a period of time that is really disproportionate to the events that have caused the delay. It's going on a lot longer than it should, or so we think, so we tell ourselves. Essentially, procrastination keeps us from achieving something. Most likely, if you're here listening to this podcast, um, you are in a state of believing that something that you're procrastinating over may be preventing you from reaching a goal, whether that's a small goal, like, I don't know, writing your weekly shopping list, or a larger goal, like seeking a significant career change. But why do we procrastinate in the first place? It's a mental battle we all have, I suppose, if we think about procrastination. If I want, you know, X thing, why am I delaying in doing it? Why am I delaying in taking the steps I know I need to take to get it done? But it may reassure you to know that some of the most logical, outwardly appearing, goal-orientated, successful people also consider themselves to be procrastinators. It doesn't really make sense, does it? How can these people who seem to have achieved so much still consider themselves to be people that aren't achieving enough as quickly as they may like. But this is because procrastination is just a mindset. It's a mindset of feeling like we should have done something already. For those of you that that have listened to the earlier episodes in this series, you'll know my feelings toward the S word, should. Um, But, you know, we should have done this thing already, but we haven't yet. And so we hold some negative association with it. Our feelings about not having done this thing yet put us in a state of feeling like we're lacking in some way. But let's put it out there right now. Procrastination is not the same as laziness. 
people who I see in coaching who feel that they are struggling with procrastination in some way are always people who set very high expectations and goals for themselves. So they tend to have been successful in one or more aspects of life. Um, they might typically be either bordering on or fully perfectionistic and actually as a reforming perfectionist myself I think it's fair to say that some of us often admit to being perfectionistic and actually take pride in our perfectionism as though it's a really positive trait and something that we cling to because we feel it gives us that motivation to keep going through difficult times. But the flip side of being quite a perfectionist is that we tend to be very self-critical. You can't be a perfectionist without having a, um, a string of thoughts in your head that criticises you for not being enough. Things are rarely, if ever, perfect. So if you're a perfectionist, you have a lot of self-criticism going on in your head for all those things you haven't done perfectly and all the goals you haven't met yet. So if you are struggling with procrastination, the first thing to look at is really the expectations that you have of yourself. Are your expectations realistic? We all only have a certain capacity. We recognise that there are 24 hours in one day, there are 60 minutes in one hour, but we don't often think about mental, emotional and even spiritual capacity as being limited. You know, physically we accept these, you know, time constraints, they are what they are. Physically we accept there's only a certain amount of weight we can lift. But mentally, emotionally, we seem to think that that tank should be bottomless. The chances are that if you think you have the physical time to get something done, but for some reason you're not taking advantage of that time, in other words, you're procrastinating or delaying, you're probably suffering from a lack of mental or emotional capacity to actually want to start something else, considering everything else you've got going on in your life. As humans, we tend to compartmentalise our lives. So we might think of our work day and we might have a number of things on our to-do list which we want to get through. But for someone who's procrastinating, there will be some things on that list that just never seem to get done. Typically, what we would now do in coaching is look at some quick tools to help you deal with that task list in the present right now. Um, if this is something you want to try, you can find examples of tools like this in the Coach Yourself section of my website, which is at www.thrivership.coach. And you can start with something like the Eisenhower Matrix, which helps you with prioritization of tasks and delegation of tasks and helps you really identify what are the things you should be focusing on so that you can reduce that level of overwhelm and start with the things that are really important. But if your problem with procrastination is more chronic in nature or if it's a habit that you find is really hard to break, then we need to take a deeper look at the thinking patterns behind why you're engaging in these delaying tactics. There will, believe it or not, be a rational reason why your preference is to procrastinate rather than take action. And if you're listening to this podcast, you know, the fact that you're here, the fact that you've identified this episode, it's very unlikely, in my opinion, that you're going to be a lazy person. So there must be other reasons. So what are the underlying reasons for us procrastinating? We've established that we can stop allowing ourselves to call ourselves lazy. The fact is that our procrastination is protecting us from an outcome that we don't want. 
we need to look at what our motivations are for delaying taking action and in doing that we can understand what benefits that delay is bringing us and decide whether we want to keep engaging in that behaviour and mindset or not. We procrastinate because at some level we're afraid of the outcome of doing something. And again, at some levels, this is understandable. For example, if you're thinking about a very significant career change, this might involve retraining, going through interviews, dealing with a change in financial circumstances. You know, all these things are separate issues that you can look at in more detail and really unpick what level of risk versus reward are you willing and able to accept in considering a change like that, a really significant change in your life. For a tool that can help with this, again, you can go to my website, look in the Coach Yourself section. There's a template that helps you figure out pros and cons of situations, and that's a really good place to start when you're thinking of you know really big shifts like that in your life. But at other levels, the things that we procrastinate over can be really, really small. So saying that we're afraid of the outcome of doing these things can seem a bit extreme. For example, you know, thinking about putting off doing the weekly shopping list, putting off building that garden shed. What could you possibly be afraid of in that? It doesn't make sense. But for many of us, you know, living in modern world, we are juggling so many balls in the air, whether it's work, home, family, whatever, and we are completely overwhelmed. We're already in a situation where we feel overwhelmed. We might be physically tired, mentally drained, emotionally unfulfilled, and spiritually, well, <laughs> spiritually, what's that? I mean, we feel empty because we just lack the time for any connection in that way. So sometimes procrastination, even in the small things like putting off doing the weekly shopping list or putting off building that garden shed, is just a way of buying us time and space that prevents us from feeling even more completely overwhelmed. No matter how small it is, the thought of putting another thing on that to-do list is just too much to bear, so we put it off. And rather than being something that you need to beat yourself up over, this procrastination is actually helping you survive emotionally through a time when you simply don't have enough bandwidth to deal with everything that you're trying to accommodate across your physical, mental, emotional and spiritual worlds. If you like, you can think of it as though we only have so much capacity. We are one person. We might be super mum, we might be super dad, we might be a hero at work, but we are just one person. It is not possible to segment our capacity so that you know we keep 25% for work, 25% for children, 25% for our partner, 25% for friends and family, or whatever, however you might split it up. If there are one or more aspects of our lives which are taking up emotional, mental, physical energy, our capacity for everything else goes down. There is only so much energy to go around. So our brain needs to employ a strategy to reduce what we have on our plate. So the first thing we do is we try to delay, we buy more time, we procrastinate. If this resonates with you but you're struggling to think which areas of life this really applies to, you can try a tool called the Wheel of Focus. Um, it's something I do with most of my coaching clients right at the beginning of coaching. 
Um, but again, you can find this on the Coach Yourself section of my website at www.thrivership.coach. It helps you identify those areas in your life in which you might be employing more energy and attention than you actually really want to. Um, and other areas in your life which may be being neglected and it really helps to bring awareness to that because that awareness is actually the first step in helping to make a shift. So I just want to spend a bit of time on recognising procrastination for what it actually is. In fact, when we look at what we might call the symptoms of procrastination, so that's how it shows up in our lives, we can see by the extent of the activity that we go to to stop ourselves doing things, that we're actually quite the opposite of lazy. There are a string of things we will do to rationalise stopping starting that task that is looming on the horizon, if you like. Firstly, it can look like really being too much in our own heads. So this can be things like overthinking or overreflecting, overthinking about what might happen in the future if you start down that road, or over-reflecting on the past, things that may have gone badly in the past and that really stopping you from taking a step forward in the future. Um, alternatively, it might look like excessive planning. So are you trying to map out every step of how things would go before you even take that first step on the road? It can also look like excessively preparing for the worst case scenario. Um, and it can also look like feeling confused or unsure about what next step to take. And while feeling unsure and confused is very natural, if you end up in a state of perpetual confusion or perpetual feeling um, unsure, then something's got to be done to break that. And a great way to get to the bottom of, you know, what we're really thinking on to get some of that junk out of our own heads is journaling. Journaling really helps to get clarity on some of the things you're unsure about and there's just such a great benefit in getting things down on paper and out of your head. All you need for journaling is paper and a pen. You don't need anything fancy. You just start writing on whatever topic it is and insights will come. But if you're journaling for the first time or if you prefer a structured format, you can actually download um, a template again from the Coach Yourself section of my website. Um, secondly, it can look like spending a lot of time worrying about and taking care of other people. So this can be a great way of procrastinating, a great way of delaying taking action if you're constantly putting others first. Um, spending time doing things for others um, at the expense of yourself or thinking about and sometimes even judging and gossiping about others is a way of avoiding confronting your own reality. If you're someone who has a tendency to do this and specifically on giving a lot of your time and energy to other people, less on the gossiping and judging, but if you're somebody who tends to really be inclined to put others' needs ahead of their own and feels drained after you've given and overgiven to others, do check out episode two where I speak about what it always means to put others before yourselves. But how this relates to procrastination, though, is just stop looking for new projects and new people to help or people to gossip about and turn that focus inwards towards yourself. Thirdly, we can recognise procrastination as a state of living in fear. I spoke earlier about the fear of being overwhelmed, but there is also a fear of the unknown. We live in quite a rigid society where there are 
you know, certain expectations of us that are set by our parents or our caregivers at a young age, our friends, our colleagues, our employers. So if we're thinking about stepping out of that, it's natural to have some fear about venturing into a new space. This can even manifest itself as boredom or frustration in your day-to-day life. And that frustration can bubble over into aggression. You might lose your temper with other people. But if you are willing to try journaling and, you know, if you're serious about overcoming procrastination, I would highly recommend that you do consider journaling. Think about journaling on ways in which you've stood in your own way in the past. What have you procrastinated on? What has been the result of that and why? Um, And going through this process isn't easy. The chances are journaling on that or even just taking some time you know five minutes ten minutes to sit beside um somewhere quiet and think about it the chances are you might feel a bit of doom and gloom um but this is the part of the process at which you can really identify those negative feelings and thoughts that have been holding you back so i'll do a little example let's say you feel that you've been procrastinating putting yourself up for promotion You might identify that you haven't put yourself up for promotion because you're scared of being told that you're not good enough and you're scared that you don't deserve it. Maybe there's some imposter syndrome going on. You're scared that people might realise that you're not as good as they think you are. The result of that is that you haven't been promoted and you're still stuck at the same level in the organisation that you've been in and you haven't had a pay rise for X number of years, let's say. That's pretty negative, you know, listening to that is not a pretty picture, it's hard to hear, but there is a silver lining on this cloud, it's a really big one. That, that silver lining is that you've been able to identify the reality of that negative thought which underpins it all, and that's the phrase, I'm not good enough. If you remember, it was, I'm scared of being told I'm not good enough and that I don't deserve that promotion. That phrase, I'm not good enough and I don't deserve it is the key to unlocking why you're delaying. These types of thoughts are the ones that you really want to identify and get to the root of where they come from. Whose voice is that in your head? That is a whole topic in and of itself. And if it resonates with you, I would really invite you to go back and listen to episode one, where I go into the process of unlocking negative thoughts and what you can do about rewriting them in a lot more detail. But also do look out for a future episode specifically on this topic because it comes up a lot. Um, and I'm going to do a future episode on unwinding negative thoughts and negative self-talk. And lastly, it's that feeling of overwhelm. Is it realistic to expect that you have enough capacity to fulfil all those things on your personal to-do list? If it's not, try to get clear about what is really important. Use that wheel of focus and put your focus And by focus, I mean put your attention and your energy. There's that saying, where attention goes, energy flows. Put your energy into those things that matter to you. Recognise you only have a certain amount of capacity and you may need to dial down some areas in your life in order to give more focus to others. Or you may need to accept that you can't do everything on that to-do list to the extent that you want to until some other areas settle down. The key to overcoming procrastination is in understanding. The reasons we procrastinate are varied, but in all cases, our delaying tactics are just preventing us experiencing something we don't want to experience. 
What are the consequences of getting what you want to get done done? If you were to get that promotion, would you have too much extra responsibility? If you were to start that business, would you in the end have more time for yourself? Would you have the opportunity to value yourself? Could you become too successful? Are there some roadblocks there based on your own sense of self-worth that are stopping you stepping into your full power, into the fullness of who you are able to be? We sometimes sell ourselves short when we don't believe in ourselves. We don't believe we're worthy of all the success we're capable of. And that can result in us maybe settling in jobs that are not reflective of our full potential. So maybe we think that every job is stressful or everyone has a difficult boss at work. So why would we change? Why would we go from one situation to the next when it's going to be just the same? Or we might stay with a partner that doesn't appreciate the full range of qualities we have to offer. Maybe we think, you know, everyone has issues in their relationship, so there's no point looking for anything better. Even our financial choices, you know, sometimes we make financial decisions that set us up for a more challenging future. Do we think that we're not worthy of that stable, abundant life? Or are you just addicted to negative self-talk? Do you actually know how to talk to yourself in a more positive, encouraging way? Or is your internal dialogue a train of thought that always tells you you should be doing something else or doing it faster or better or you should have done it sooner? If you didn't have this internal dialogue, are you afraid that you would have no incentive left to strive? When you know what your personal roadblocks are, this is the time to decide if you can really see yourself moving away from that and into what I would call a growth mindset. Can you conceive of a time when you could actually not hesitate, not delay, not procrastinate, but really step into the action mindset where you're moving towards your goals? If you feel that you are ready to do this, I can really recommend a book called Get Things Done by Robert Kelsey. Um, the subtitle of the book is What Stops Smart People Achieving More and How You Can Change. And I would highly recommend this book. A growth mindset starts with accepting where you are and why and figuring out what you actually do want to do, not what you feel you should do. Can you get to a point of acceptance that it's okay not to always be 100% perfect, that we're all on the journey of learning and it's okay to make mistakes and move forward, keep it moving? Once you know that, you are more than halfway towards unlocking the door to achieving your goals and your procrastination will reduce. It is with the utmost respect and joy that I thank you for joining me for this episode of the Thrivership Podcast. If you have liked what you've heard, please don't forget to like, subscribe and share. And that's it for today's show. Thank you for joining me. If you have a question or a topic you would like me to cover in a future episode, I would love to hear from you. To contact me, you can find my social media accounts in the show notes or you can email caroline at thrivership.coach. You can find links to all the resources I've mentioned on the podcast page on my website at www.thrivership.coach. See you next time.